Got it. Okay, fantastic. All right, ready, everybody? Let's let's do this. Everybody ready? Okay. I hope everybody has my uh my my page. And um tonight we're gonna do Tail and Chuck, which breaks from our uh stream of the first two Shiramalos. We did Kufchaf and then Kufchaf Aleph. Um could have been Kufchaf Bet tonight. I don't know, maybe we'll go back to that. I don't know, but like we discussed in the previous two nights, um we'll uh we'll shift towards uh ones that uh Talon that we're saying more often and that um are uh, because we say them more often they'll be more familiar but uh really because we're saying them more often so tonight we're going to do Talon Kuf so let's get uh let's get right into it so let's read it to Hillam we'll loosely translate and then we'll move through the Rishonim and Akronim like we have been and uh, again try to gain a deeper understanding of the Talon enhance both our learning as well as our uh as well as our Tfilo and so and so here we go Talon Kuf Lamnatseach mizmor le David, right? This uh, song for uh, for David Amela. The word Lamnatseach is a really interesting word, and when we get to the Rishonim, we'll see exactly what it means. Different interpretations in the Rishonim, but Lamnatseach mizmor le David, a song for David. Right, that uh, um, God should answer you on your day of trouble. Yisagevcha means to make you strong. Yisagevcha Hashem Yakov, that the the name of Hashem. Should uh or the name I should translate correctly the name oh the name of Hashem loosely translated fine the name of the God of Yaakov right but the name of Hashem should make you uh, should make you strong that God should send your uh, your help from uh, from Kodesh from um, holiness from the holy we'll see in the Rishonim and from Zion will come your your um, your sad your assistance. Your uh, your minchas and your olas, sorry, your minchas, I should say, would be would be would make more sense. Your minchas, the presents that you gave to God, your korban minchas, maybe, um, will be remembered. The olascha and your korban olas, the korbanos that you brought, yadashna sela, um, uh, will become desha. Is that yeah? We'll see. Tzmachlokas are showing him exactly what that word means, but they'll forever become uh, become ashes uh, on the on the mizbeach. God should give you um, like your heart desires and all of your um, your eitzah, um, all of your advice should come true. We should sing in the salvation. Um uh, of uh, of uh, in our in in your salvation. Sorry, Nirana Bishua Secha will sing in your salvation, and in the name of God we will uh, become uh, um we will we will wave Nidgol from Degel, not from Godol, right? But uh, from Degel is the Shoresh. So uh, we will uh, raise the flag of uh, of God. Yimaleyadunaykomeshalo Secha. God should fulfill all of our desires. I tell you that. You want me to switch it? I'll switch it. <laughs> Now I know that God has saved his anointed one. He has answered me from his holy heavens and uh, with the strength of his right hand. These come with horses and uh, these with chariots. And we mention the name of God. They will fall and we will rise and and become greater. Nis odad. The shoresh is ode. Yeah. Um, can you use ode as a as a verb or a word like that in in modern Hebrew? I don't know. Nis odad. It's taking the shoresh ode and he's uh he's using it as a verb. Right. We will become more. Right. Okay. God um, um, saves the uh, the king will answer us on the day that we call out to uh, on the day that we call out to him. This is a very very famous 
Perak of Tehillim. And again, like we have been doing the past few nights, let's, uh, you know, a topic sentence, quickly, uh, quickly, quickly summarize, right? If we were in, oh, that's a terrible throw, I'm sorry. If we were in fourth grade, God answers our prayers, right, in time of trouble. Is that fair, what I just said? Is that is that okay? Yep, that's what this parak is about, right? In times of trouble, God should answer our prayers, or God does answer our prayers in times of trouble. Let's look in the Rishonim and the Achronim, and hopefully again, uh, as we have been try, I, I hope we have been, try to add depth to our recitation of this paragraph of, uh, of Tehillim. Um, so let's start with the word... It took us a long time to learn the word Shir HaMalos and Shir LaMalos. So I guess it's not surprising. It's going to take us a little bit of time to, word the, to learn the word Lam Natsayach. What does the word Lam Natsayach mean? So the paragraph of starts, Lam Natsayach Mizmor David. Yeah? Um, what's the Shoresh of the word Lam Natsayach? It's a word we know. Netzach. Awesome. Right? And what does Netzach mean? Victory. Right? So you might have thought, right, just like you know, simple, right? You know, is more David. This is a victory song. It's a victory song. And the truth is, if you wanted to, if you wanted to, you can go into the paragraph of Tehillim and you could explain how is this a victory song? Because I called out to God in my time of need. God responded and God answered, right? Every right? Right? To victory, Mizmor le David. None of the Rishonim say that. None of the Rishonim say that. But it would have been would have been okay. But none of the Rishonim say that that's what the word that that's what the word means. So so let's look what the Rishonim do say. Now, by the way, none of the Rishonim in Tilim Parakhaf, I don't mind. None of the Rishonim in Tilim Parakhaf um define the word Lam Natseach. The reason why is because the first time the word Lam Natseach, Lam Natseach um Binikinos is Tehillim Dalit. So all of the Rishonim Tehillim Dalit explain the word Lam Natseach. So by the time you get to Tehillim Chav, it's already like the seventh or the eighth time that you've had the word Lam Natseach. Nobody explains it. So the first group of the Rishonim that we have is from Tehillim Parak Dalit, because that's the first time in the Sefer that you, that, you find, that you find the word. So look what Rashi writes. It's amazing. Loshon Nitsuach nofel b'mischazkim ba'avoda. The word Nitsuach, Lam Natseach, refers to overseers, like the boss. People who were in charge. Where does Rashi learn that from? He learns it from a Pasuk in Sefer Ezra. If you look in Ezra Perik Gimel, so amazing, by the way, you know, because Rashi didn't have Rashi. So when Rashi opened up to Tehillim and he tried to figure out, Lam Natseah, Netzach, but what does that have to do with this? What is it talking about? Rashi was trying to figure out what the word Lam Natseah meant, and he didn't have Rashi to look at. So he's like, wait a second. I know this word. Ezra Perik Gimel. So amazing, right? No Barilan, right? No, 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 nothing. You know what I mean? He's like, oh wait, I know this word. You know, I think about that sometimes. I think about sometimes when I think about the Rambam. The Rambam organized all of the halacha by topic. He didn't have Excel. He didn't have like spreadsheets to to put it into. You know, you know what I mean? I don't know. It's it's amazing. It's a no. I'm just saying. No, obviously no, no. Obviously not. Obviously. Obviously. Not. Good. So Rashi learned this from Ezra Perak Gimel. If you look in Ezra Perak Gimel, I put it here on the page. We should see something like this. In the very beginning, this is Ezra. This is the, the very beginning of Ezra. Um, they build the Beta Mikdash. And then in the second year, in the month of Iyar, 
היכלו זרובבל בן שאלתיאל וישוע בן יוצדק ושאר אחיהם הכהנים והלוויים וכל הבאים מהשבי ירושלים So following their leaders, the, the, the Olim, the returners, they came to Yerushalayim, and they appointed the Levim who were 20 years of age and over, what does that mean? There's no victory there, right? It means to oversee the Malach, the Malacha of the Beit HaMikdash. So Rashi said, oh, wait a second. You see that the word Lamnatseach means to oversee the avodah of the Beit Hamikdash. So Lamnatseach mizmor leDavid, right, means that David Amelech gave this song Lamnatseach to the overseers. To which overseers? The overseers of 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 who? The overseers of what? So look in the Mitsudos. Yeah. Oh no, no, not in the Mitsudos. Oh, did I not put this on the page? I didn't put it on the page. I'm sorry. Must one of the show. Maybe it's Ibn Ezra. I, I don't know why I left it off. He writes that it's the overseers of the musicians of the Levium. This is David Amelech, right? Yeah, there was Levium who used to play. They didn't have Beit Hamikdash in David Amelech, but David Amelech like that. But they still had a. Uh, they still had. Um, um, they still had service, and they offered korbanos probably in. Um, at that point, it was probably in Giva, right? When David Amelech, I think so, right? I don't know exactly when David Amelech wrote this paragraph of Dylan, but but for. For most of um, his life, I imagine, at least most of his early life, they were offering sacrifice in Giva. And I presume, I don't know this for a fact that I'm about to say, but I presume it was Levium who was there singing. Or maybe Donovan Melech had a band. I don't know. I'm not sure. I know he had a band later on because Asaf, you know, right from the other paragraphs, whatever. The, the point is, Donovan Melech gave it Laminatseya. So the ones who were in charge of playing the music gave them. In, in fact, in fact, um, if you look in Ibn Ezra, oh, I did put Ibn Ezra, but here's something different. I don't know. If you look at Ibn Ezra over here, just skip the Mitsudos for one second and look at Ibn Ezra. Ibn Ezra says, right? Ah, you see what Ibn Ezra says? Ooh, this is so fascinating. You know that song that you really like and you put it on repeat? Yeah? Tehillim Chaf was David HaMelech's repeat song. Right? How do I know that? That's what Ibn Ezra says. David, a song of Netzach for David. What does it mean a song of Netzach for David? David is always asking to play this one. Play the Hill Chaf. That's why you know David. I want to hear the Hill Chaf again, please. Uh, what are we going to listen to tonight, everybody? Oh, I know. The Hill Chaf, of course. That's right. Let's play that one. Right? That's why Lam Natsayah. Now there are other Lam Natsayah in the book of Tehillim. I did not check if Ibn Ezra writes by all of them. Right, that it's the exact the exact same thing. He writes this by Tilan Paragdala, because that's the first time that you have it. I am assuming that it's true by all of them, right? And so these are David Amel's favorite songs, the ones he used to loop over. Ah, but here it is. It's the, it's Idim it Ezra. It's just not in the beginning. That's why I couldn't find it before. That there must have been a leader of the band. Right, like Rashi said, right that there was a lamnatseach. Netzach means to to lead, to oversee. There was a conductor. That's the English word. Thank you very much. Right, there was a, a leader of the band, a conductor. David Amelach lamnatseach is more David. David Amelach played his own music that we know, right? But this one handed it off to the to the band, and he had the the band leaders play uh, play the song. Very very nice. Um, for the musicians in the room, I put this mitsudos so that we can get a laugh today. It's always good when you can chuckle, right? At least I think so. Look at the Mitsudos. 
Mitsudo says, The people who play music, they are called Minatschim. Why? I have no idea if that's true. And I suspect anybody who's played in an orchestra would tell me that it's not true. Um, but I don't know. So I'm going to go with Mitsudos over here. And Mitsudo says that musicians can be called because they're each trying to have victory. What does that mean? They're each trying to have victory. They're each trying to make sure that you hear their music. They're each trying to make sure that you hear their instrument. There's a bunch of people. They're all playing the instrument together, and everybody wants to be heard. Nobody wants to be, you know, uh, I don't know, you know, drowned out by uh, by everybody else. Everybody wants to be heard. So everybody tries to play a little bit louder. Everybody tries to play a little bit louder than the guy who's next to you. I don't know if that's really true. Like I said, I never played music, but uh, but the Mitsudo suggests that maybe that's why the musicians are called Lamnatseya because they're each trying to have victory. One over the uh, one over the other, whatever it is. We have the word lamnatzeh. This is lamnatzeh means mula david, and it means one of a few different things. Lamnatzeh means mula david. Um, according to the consensus of the of the Rishonim, it means that David Melech handed it off to the musicians, either the conductor or uh, or to to the musicians in general who would play it. Um, uh, but Ibn Ezra suggests that it could be that uh, this was a song David Melech liked to sing. Lamnatzeh means more means mula david. Now we have lamnatzeh. Now let's talk Mizmor Le David. So Lamnatseach, now we know, musicians or often played. Mizmor Le David, a song for David Amalek. What does that mean, a song for David Amalek? It could mean one of two things. I'll show it to you in the Rishonim. Either it means a song that was written for David Amalek. Yes, Mizmor Le David, a song written for David Amalek, meaning David did not write it. It was written for David Amalek. Or Lamnatseach, Mizmor Le David, Lamnatseach, a song written by David Amalek. Yeah? Everybody with me? Yeah? So look at the Rishonim and Achronim. Look at the Malbim. The Malbim writes, Li David, Ba'avur David, Amruzam is more. That's amazing. Did anybody know that, by the way? I did not know that. I never I never thought of that interpretation. Truth is that in the Hebrew, it reads very nicely. Namatseach is more Li David, which means, right, for the conductor or for the musicians, right, or to be played on repeat. It doesn't make a difference. Mizmor, a song, Li David, for David Amelech. Means I don't know who wrote this song according to the Malvin, but it was not David Amelech. It was a song that was written for David Amelech. And why did they write a song for David Amelech? This is amazing. And I believe that this took place, the Malvin says, when David Amelech went to fight the wars against the Plishtim. This is in Shmuel Berachaf Aleph. It's at the very end of David Amelech's life, or towards the very end of David Amelech's life. And I gave you a handful of the Psukim over here. The, the Navi says, there was further war against them. This is after um, the death of Absalom, right? This is uh, towards the end of David Amalek's life. There's further war um, with the Plishtim, um, Es Yisrael. David went, he fought against the Plishtim, and David was getting tired. He was getting tired. He was getting old. He was, he was getting tired. And there was this fellow named Yishbi Beno. It's a very strange name. The Gemara in Sanhedrin and Tzadik Hayyam and Aleph right underneath asks, what kind of name is that? Mai by Yishbi Beno. If you see where I am, Amar of Yehuda, Amar Rav, Yehuda taught the name of Rav, Ishebal Iskeno. It's not his real name. His name was not Ish. His name was not Yishbi Beno. Right? It's a it's a play on words. It's a man. And why did he come to torment David? 
Ish Sheba, a man who comes, Al Iske Nov, because of the city of Nov. You remember the city of Nov? When David Amelech is running away from Shaul, and um, David uh, hides in the city of Nov, and he asks this people, the Kohanim, in Nov, it was, it was a city of Kohanim, he asks him for assistance. And the people in Nov, the Kohanim in Nov, they don't know that Shaul's chasing after David Amelech at this point. They don't, they don't know that. And they think that David Melech is Shaul's guy. And David's like, yeah, I'm on a secret mission, whatever, you know, and I need a little bit of help. I need some food and a sword, and they and they help him, right? And then Shaul finds out that they helped him, and Shaul sends um, Doeg, um, and uh, and he kills, you know, uh, the Kohanim in the city of uh, in the city of No. And God, listen to this, Gemara Sanhedrin on Daftari Ham and Aleph. God says, Amar David ad Holy cow, right? How long is this thing going to be hidden in your hand? You had a hand. You play. I don't think the Gemara means that that you killed them, but I think the Gemara means you played a you played a role. You had a part in the in the killing of Novi Rakhanim. You played a hand in these things because you didn't tell the people of Nov that you were running away from Shaul. You pretended like you were still in with Shaul and you asked them for assistance and Shaul got angry and Shaul killed them and God says, you played a role. That's a terrible choice, by the way. No one should ever have to face this choice. God says to David HaMelech, you have a choice. Either your kids will will die or or you'll be given over into the hands of your enemies. Amar Lefanov, David Amelech makes the choice that I, I, I imagine everybody would make. What do you choose, by the way? I mean, like, you should never have to choose such a thing, but what do you choose? I imagine. David Amelech says, David Amelech says, I'll take it. You know, let me fall into the hands of my enemies. Leave my kids, leave my kids alone. But uh, the last parak of Tehillim, it's not the it's not the last parak in our printed Tehillim, but Rashi already told us a few nights ago that the Tehillim are are out of order. And you know it's the last parak because it ends uh Kalat Philos David Ben Yishai, right? That this is the end of the Tfilos of David Ben Yishai. But it's in the middle of the Sefer. It's because the Tehillim are, are out of order. But what is the what is the last parak of Tehillim? Uh, the, the, not the last parak in the book, the last parak that David said. Kalat Philos David Ben Yishai. What was that? Uh, it's something like that. It could be. I'm not, I don't remember exactly. Um, but uh, but check you might you might you might be right that would be very impressive huge 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 brownie points right um, but how does that but how does that how does how does it start what is what is the last fila of David Melech it's mishpatecha lemelech kain vitzidkascha leben melech the very real you the man and do, do I, am I right about the beginning of that paragraph Taylor Mish, really how is it yeah right oh oh I left out God's name. Right, so lishlomo. What is David Amelech's last tefillah? What's everybody's last tefillah? No, lishlomo, a tefillah for my son. And what is the tefillah? The tefillah is Elohim mishpatecha lemelechtein vitzidkascha leben melech. What does that mean? It means God, if you've got any mishpat, mishpatecha lemelechtein. If you've got any mishpat, give it to me. Vitzidkascha, your tzedakah, right? Your your righteousness, your charity, leben melech. That's my tefillah for Shlomo. That's Kala Tefillah of Ben Yishai. That's David Amelech's last tefillah. That's the last parak of Tehillim. It's not printed that way, I know, but but Rashi already told us that they're that they're out of order, right? You know, it's okay, good, right? So so obviously David Amelech here makes the same choice because it's the same person, right? Amelech says, yeah, okay, fine. If that's my choice, if the choice is that I'll take the punishment now, or the punishment will get passed down to my kid, David Amelech says, I'll take it. Give give me the punishment right now. Um, which by the way. I, 
I don't know, but I'm saying if you think about it, that that construct, that construct maybe is something that can give us a little bit of peace. You know, could it be? Is it possible? I'm not sure if I'm about to say it's true, but but maybe maybe it's true. Could it be? Is it possible that sometimes we have troubles and difficulties in our lives, and what we're really doing is we're we're carrying for somebody else? Is that possible? Maybe I don't know. I don't know. But that would give me a little bit of strength. You know, if I thought about it, maybe something is hard and something is difficult. And why am I carrying this difficult burden? Because that way my kids won't have to carry it. That way my grandkids won't have to carry it or, or whatever it is. That's the tefillah of an Amalek Davin's over there, right? In Tilam I and Beis, right? That's the, that's the tefillah. That's the choice that Davin Amalek gives. You understand here? God gives Davin Amalek a choice. This is going to be either you're going to fall into the hands of your enemies or your children are going to end up dying at some point, I don't know, whatever, not when they normally would. It means that, that there's an option there. I, I could take it, David, David can take it, or or he could pass it to his kids. Obviously, I mean, I think I would say obviously. But David takes it on himself. It's actually a little bit later in the Gemara, somebody disagrees with David, and he says, this guy, Avishai, we'll see him in a second. Right? And he says, no, David, that was not the right decision. But, uh, you know, he disagrees with David. But okay, fine. But I'm saying, I don't know, for me, I, I know that just, it makes it makes sense for, for me. In any event, so, um, we go further in the Gemara. Um, we go further in the Gemara. Okay, I, I'll tell you what happened in the rest of the Gemara. Um, the, the rest of the Gemara says that this guy, Yishbi Benov, right? So now David Amelech says, I'll fall into the hands of my enemies. That's David Amelech's choice. Now, this guy, Yishbi Benov, the Gemara says, is uh, Golios, his brother. Golios, remember the, the the giant, you know, whatever, you know, who David Amelech defeated, that put David Amelech on the scene in the very, very beginning. So apparently he had a brother. Um, and David Amelech is like, you know, out one day, you know, uh, without his. Uh, Protective detail, exactly how that happens. The Gemara actually does explain, but whatever. Davidamelik is out one day, and uh, and he chances upon Golios's brother, and there's David and Golios's brother standing there, you know, out uh, in the field. Is the way that the Gemara the Gemara presents it. And Golios's brother, I'm going to call him Yishbi Benov, just because that's what the Navi calls him. But we already know that that's not his name, right? He captures Davidamelik. He takes Davidamelik captive. And uh, and he tries to kill David Amelech. And the Gemara explains how a miracle happened. David Amelech was saved, but he was still, you know, being held captive by Yishbi Benov. And then if uh, if we go back into the into the Psukim in Pasuk Tetzayim, Vayishbi Benov Asher Bilidei Charafal Mishkal Keno Shalosh Mishkal Nechoshes Uchakakasha Vayomer Lahakoses David. There's this guy Yishbi Benov, and he's got all this armor and this big because he's Goliath's brother, right? And uh, uh, and he wants to hurt David Amelech. And David Amelech is saved by this guy named Avishai ben Suryah. And they kill the Plishti, who is Yishbi Benov. Sorry. And then the, the David Amelech supporters, they tell him, listen, David Amelech, you can't go out anymore. That's it. No more war. It was old. Like, no more war. No more enemies. Uh, we can't lo tichbes near Israel. It's actually a very lovely phrase, you know, right? We can't have the 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 flame of Israel to to be to be extinguished. But while David Amelech was in captivity, and the Gemara in Sanhedrin Sadikate tells the story how it is that Avishai saved him and how they killed uh, Yishbi Benov. Um, but David Amelech was was taken. He was captured, and uh, ultimately he was rescued. Amitim, uh, all the Jews who uh, have been taken captive. And were captured should should all be rescued. They should see miracles like David Amelech saw. You know, not but right? I just made it up. It's not a real part, right? But uh, but like uh, God took us out of Yishbi Benov, like David Amelech was saved. 
from this captivity, we should see, we should see, we should see salvation, and we should see captives to Hashem Right. So, in any event, back to our story and why this is and why this is here. While David Amelech was in captivity, or while David Amelech was fighting the Plishtim and Vayyav David, and he was getting tired and and he was getting old, and he reached a certain point where his supporters they said to him, "Listen, David Amelech." We can't let you lead us to battle anymore. It's, it's, just, it's not, we, we can't do it anymore. But in that last stage where David Amelech was still going out to fight, the people were nervous about David Amelech. And so, according to Malbim, they made this song. This was the song that they wrote for David Amelech, Tilim Tilim Chaf, sorry, right? Tilim Chaf, Yanchadanoibiyom Sarai, Sakirakushim Yaakov, is the song that they wrote to say to David, for David Amelech, as he was getting old and as he was having trouble fighting battle or as he was in captivity, that's what Malvim says. Now, this is amazing. This is amazing, at least for me. And I'm going to show you Rashi in a second, and I'm going to say the same thing again a second time. I'm going to say this twice. I apologize for that. But but maybe maybe it's worthwhile to review. Um, and that is what's amazing for me is that means that David Amelech was going out to fight or David Amelech was in captivity, one or the other. It doesn't matter for us right now. And other people who were not fighting, or who were not in captivity, were saying Tehillim Perakot. That's amazing, isn't it? That's what we're doing right now. That's what we're doing right now. There's people who are fighting. There's people who are in captivity. Thank God. I'm, I'm saying thank God. We are we are not fighting and we are not in captivity. Although I feel a little bit bad about not fighting. I, I don't think I feel bad about not being in captivity. I feel a little bit bad about not fighting. Um, but that's what we're doing right now. This is our this is our role. This is our this is our part. Right, but but we we are mamash standing in the shoes of the Jews in the days of David Amelech. David Amelech is going out to fight. There's Jews who are behind and they're not fighting. And what they did is they 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 wrote Tehillim Perakah. They wrote it for us. They wrote this Perakah of Tehillim for us, sitting right here in this room, so that we could say it for the Jews who are out fighting, playing the role of David Amelech. Yeah, who are in captivity, playing the role of David Amelech. Yeah, it's amazing, right? I'm going to say that again in two minutes or in three, four minutes, whatever, after we read Rashi. Yeah, because Rashi disagrees with the mouth, right? And Rashi writes, Rashi says, no, this paragraph of Tehillim does not come from Shmuel Bet, Perek Chafalat. It does not. It comes from Shmuel Bet, Perek Yurchet. What happens in Shmuel Bet Perek Yuchet? I gave it to you uh, on the bottom, but it turns over onto the next page. Go over to the go over to the next page. Right. This is when um, David is um, chasing Absalom. Right. Absalom um, orchestrates a coup. Right. David Amalek flees from Yushalayim. and then um, the battle is set now between David's forces and Absalom's forces. Right. And at that point, David is getting ready to go out to do battle. And David divides up his army. He puts generals and captains, commanders in front. We already met Abishai Ben Surya, right? He's the guy who saved saved David later, but we just went back in time, right? Because now we're now we're earlier, right? Everybody understands what I just what I just said, right? Right, okay, fine. Right. So Yoav and Abishai, um, so David divides his forces into three groups. 
Now I will lead the charge. And I will lead the battle. Let's all head out to fight against said, And the people said, no, you're not going to come out to fight battle with us. Now, it's not because David Amalek here is too old. That's what we find out later. Those specific memory read a few parakim later in Shmuel Bet. But that's not what happens over here. Why? Because Absalom and his people are interested in killing you. They're not interested in killing us. They said, you're like worth 10,000 of us in this battle. You know, you, the king, who Amshalom is trying to oust, you're worth like 10,000 of us. We can't bring you out to battle. So, you know, it's better if you stay back in the city and either, either, I've shown him exactly what they meant, either you'll you'll serve um, and uh, give us advice in the battle or you'll dive in for us, right? Which is, which is what, which is the second interpretation um, that you find in the Rishonim, and it's what Rashi here assumes. And so Rashi here writes, right, that when David stayed behind and these generals took his army out to fight against Absalom, David HaMelech said this paragraph of Dalim, Tehillim Perakhaf, on their behalf. Now I'm going to say the same thing I said before. I'm just going to say it slightly differently, right? Because when we learned the Malbim, we said it was amazing that David Amelech was out fighting, or David Amelech was in captivity, and it was those who were behind who said this paragraph to him for him. Rashi thinks that's not what happened. Rashi thinks that David Amelech sent others out to fight, and it's David Amelech who stays behind, but for us, it's the same exact thing, right? Because Tehillim Perakhaf, this paragraph of Tehillim, according to Rashi, is said by David Amelech as others went out to fight, and he stayed behind. How did he stay behind to help? Lazor, I told you some of the Rishonim, right? He stayed behind to David. David Amelech stayed behind to Davin, and this is the paragraph of Tehillim that he said. It's entirely amazing. Yes? Because that's exactly where we sit right now. Others went out to fight, and we stayed behind, and we say this paragraph. We, we are sitting in the shoes of David Amelech Mamash, actually sitting in the shoes of David Amelech, watching the Jewish troops go out to fight war. Um, I, I guess it's happier. Happier is not the right word. We're not fighting civil war. Civil war would be worse. Is that fair for me to say? I feel like that's worse. I feel like it's worse when you're killing your your brothers. I feel like that's worse. It's not worse. It's unimaginable. Civil war, unimaginable, unimaginable. War in general is unimaginable, and civil war, I, I, exactly. You know, like uh, you know, it's like um, when Moshe Rabbeinu comes down. This is the first time it, it happened. That's why I'm referencing. Moshe Rabbeinu comes down. And he, you know, after the faith of Ego, and he tells the Bnei Levi. You know, right? Your Gu'ish is Achiv, as a, as a puppet, something like that. I don't know exactly what it is. Well, Corey, but it's something like that, right? You know, let's, you know, I, right, Sasha? I, I'm with you. It, it, totally unimaginable. So, so, so we're fighting our enemies, which, you know, which it hurts, but, but must be done. Absolutely must be done, you know? Um, but, but, but David Amelech stayed behind, and we, we here are, are the ones who are behind. And David Amelech wrote this paragraph for us. He wrote it for them, but he wrote it for us. He wrote it for us so we could say it, just like he said it, the very, very same way. Yeah? Look at what the Gemara writes. The Gemara in Sanhedrin, document Testament Aleph. The Gemara says, It's amazing, yeah? Yoav is David Amalek's first general, right, in, in these psukim. And the, the, the Gemara says, had it not been for David Amelech, Yilmalei David, if it had not been for David Amelech, Lo Asa Yoav Milchama, 
Yoav would not have been able to have been successful in war. The Ilmale Yoav, and had it not been for Yoav, who was leading the troops, Lo Asak David Batorah, David would not have been able to have been involved in the study of uh, in the study of Torah. Um, David, oh, that's my phone. I'm sorry. David Amelach would not have been able to be involved in the study of Torah and in his tefillah. Tichsir, how do you know that this is true? Tzukim that I did not give you here, but by he David Asa Mishpat Utsakal Cholamo, the Yoav Ben Suriya Alat Sava. Matam David Asa Mishpat Utsakal Cholamo. Why was it that David Amelach was capable of doing Tzukim and Mishpat for all of his people? Mishum the Yoav Alat Sava. Because Yoav was out fighting war. Umatam Yoav al And why was Yoav able to be successful fighting war? Mishim the David Asa Mishpat Utsakal Cholamo. The David Amelach was doing Mishpat Utsakal. David Amelach was studying Torah. David Amelach was doing Tefillah. This is the 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 synthesis of uh, of Tefillah and Torah with our efforts in Milchama, both equally significant and equally important, both playing both playing a very very significant role. So Yoav was successful out in his in his in his battles because David Amelach stayed behind and studied Torah and Davin. And what did David Amelach Davin? Kill him, Perakot. David Melech was only able to do that because Yoav was out doing battle. So we are we are obligated to be very thankful to those who are out doing battle. They are saving our lives and they are enabling us to study Torah. And I pray that our study of Torah and our tefillah will make them successful in battle, just like David Melech and Yoav and Surya. Yeah, that's uh, that's what we have here. Good. So what do we have? We have Lam Natseach Mismorli David, right? We have a song of the musicians, a song that's played on repeat, a song written for David HaMelech or a song written by David HaMelech. But either way, that's the amazing part about this. If it's written for David or if it's written by David and it's written in different circumstances in David HaMelech's life, but it's written for the same reason. It's written to be said for those who go out to war, right? In both, in both instances. But the Ibn Ezra writes something slightly different. And this is our last interpretation over here. The Yeshomer. There are those who say, Shehu ala Mashiach, that this is a song for yearning for the Mashiach, that God should answer us in the days of war that will lead up to the Mashiach. So I only hope that if we are in days of war right now, which we are, that they lead us straight up to the Mashiach. Yeah? So we have Tehillim Perekhaf. Lam Mizmor David. Let's get to the actual Tefillah. You know, my father, I was talking to him earlier, and uh, he told me he was listening to the shiurim, and he said, it takes you so long to start. <laughs> that's, 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 what he, that's what he told me. So I'm 37 minutes in right now. I don't think I started exactly at 8 o'clock, so I'm not really 37 minutes in, right? But we've done one pasuk, and that pasuk is three words, right? But I hope that, I, I'm, I'm being honest with you right now, I hope in those three words and in that one pasuk, we've already added depth, meaning to our recitation of these of, of this paragraph of Elam, yeah? I hope so. So, that God should answer you on your day of trouble, and Yisagevcha means to be strong. So, the name of the Elke Yaakov should give you, should give you strength. Look at this Yalkut Shimoni. God should answer you on your day of trouble. What is this like? To a father and a son who are traveling on the way. The son gets tired. Dad, we've been walking so long. Probably they've been walking for five minutes. If it's anything like my kids, I'm kidding. That's a joke. So the kid, he says to his father, he says, Abba, when are we going to get there? Are we there yet? Right? Omar Lo Bini, he said, Listen, my son, let me give you a siman, a sign. 
When you see a cemetery, then you know you're close to the city. Now, by the way, just, I, I know that sounds very morbid, but let's take one step back and let's recognize that people used to bury outside of the city. And so, you know, it, it, it's actually a good siman. As we're on the way, when you see the cemetery, you know that we're getting closer to the city. Yes, but if you see that the troubles are just covering you up, you're just covered by, by trouble and difficulty, then you know you're getting close to the Geula. And if troubles are piling up, then you know you're getting close to the Geula. Because when will God answer your tefillot? When it's a difficult and troubling day, then we could have hope that Ya'an Chashem, that God will answer our tefillahs. It's an encouraging Yalkut Shimon, at least for, for me right now. When you find yourself beyond Sarat, maybe, hopefully, meeting, you're getting close to the Geula. You're getting close to God answering our tefillahs. He said, Gev Chashem Elohei Yaakov, Elokei Abraham, Elokei Yitzchak, Eink Sivkan, Ela Elokei Yaakov, Vilama. You hear the question that Yalkut Shimon asks? God should answer you on a day of trouble. He should give you strength. The name of the God of Yaakov. Why the God of Yaakov? Why not the God of Abraham? Why not the God of Yitzchak? This is what Yaakov Shimoni says. Because by Yaakov Avinu, he's the one who says, That God answered me when I was in trouble. Omar le David le Yisrael. Like God answered Yaakov Avinu when he was in trouble. And by the way, Yaakov Avinu had difficulties and troubles in his life. And Yaakov Avinu could look back and he could say, Like God answered me in my troubling times, David HaMelech said to the Jewish people, God will answer you when you're down in the depths. When you're having trouble and difficulty, God will respond just like God answered Yaakov. That's the beginning of the that's the beginning of this field. Yeah. Um, if you look in uh in uh, in the Al Sheikh, he writes something very similar to the Al Sheikh that we learned last night or the night before. I don't remember which night it was, but we learned something very very similar in the Al Sheikh. Look at this Al Sheikh. We learned an Al Sheikh just like this. Yeah. The Al Sheikh says God is not going to hold it against you. That you waited to the day of Tsara to call out to him. We learned it, we did, right? We learned an Alshik yeah. just like this two nights ago, right? The Alshik says, right, it is, again, this is the Alshik's same understanding, right? That Tfila is better when it's not based Tsara, right? The same, it's the same Alshik. So here, if, if, if I'm calling out to God beyond Tsara, you might have thought that God would be like, oh, now you call out to me, right? You know, it's like, oh, yeah, oh, now you're in trouble. So now all of a sudden, no, that's not how God acts. No, 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 no. Right? God is not going to hold it against you that you waited for the Yom Sarah to call out. Because even if we call out to God, God will respond and God will answer. But that's only if you call out. That's only if you call out. Over here, right? I could have given you also another piece from Rabbi Pinkus, right? It's based on Rashi in the in the beginning of uh, in the beginning of Bereshis, the Bereshis Parak Beis, right? Uh, the Torah says, um, "V'chol 
Asev Hasadet Terem Yitzmach. It's something like that. It's very, very close. That's about exactly what it says. It's very, very close, right? It's a voracious parrot base, right? That all of the grass before it before it rises up. And if you look in Rashi over there, right? Rashi says, oh, you have the Pasuk over there? You just did it really? Okay, fine. Oh, yeah, that makes sense because this week's Parsha, right? Exactly right. It's it's Barashas Perik Beis um, in the beginning. Yeah, how does it go? I was very close. I was very close, right? So if you look in Rashi over there, right? Rashi says that um, if you go back to the to the third day of creation when God supposedly made the grass when God made the grass and the and the trees, I'll tell you why I said that. It's because what I'm about to say right now. Rashi said if you had a DeLorean, you know, or you had a phone booth, whatever, whatever kind of time machine you like, and you go back to the third day of creation, you will not see any grass. You will not see any trees. What? Because right, exactly. Yeah, and that's what Rashi says over there in Bracious Parrot Base, because God waited. He put everything like potential underneath the surface. So on the third day, God created potential for grass and trees and put it under the surface. But Man, he, God waited till man was created on the sixth day. He taught man about rain so that man would daven, man daven for rain, and then God brought it and everything sprouted out. That's what Rashi says. So the grass actually sprouted on the sixth day of creation when man davened for it, right? But the point is that 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 we have to ask for it. That's what Pinkus writes in the Sharon Batfilo. There are some times that God wants to give us blessings and we still have to ask for it, right? That's the way that God made the world. The way that God set the system. And that's what the Alshech over here writes. The Alshech says, God's not going to hold it against you that you waited for the Yom Tzerah to call out to him. But you still need to call out to him. Right? God will, will answer you. Even the Yom Tzerah. But the word right, to answer right, means that you must have said something first. You, you don't answer somebody unless they... Right? So I have to say something first. I have to call out God Right? Yeah. But it is she that I'm going to keep talking. You I'm just going to keep going. It's okay. Sorry, everybody. Right? So it's not going to bother me. Yeah. Very, very nice. Um, um, oh, by the way, this is, uh, oh, but I can't turn my volume down, right? Does, does that work? I don't know. This Chomas Anach, right, um, the, the Chida, he writes something that maybe you'll like, maybe you won't like. If Dovi Goldberg is listening to this year, he's going to love this Chida, right? The, he likes Gematria, right? So if you look at this Chida, right, look at this over here. Look at this Chomas Anach, look at this. That is a hint to 100 brachos. And maybe even this sofe tables who pet reish dalit. I'm not saying it's Mola David. Pet reish dalit. Chorad. Ditsarich vihye chorad. Viyare. Tishimivarich. Viyiskor mishibrusasar. Kadishparkun asafarich. And when I say brachos, I'm supposed to have a certain sense of charada. 
right? Barat, a sense of a trepidation, right? That that who am I? And a Baruch Hu gave me the ability to sing the praise of a Baruch Hu, to say his brachos, and I say one hundred brachos every day. Well, I'm not saying this world of it, right? Lamid mem, lamid hundred brachos, and how do I say them? Sofitevos. Chet, Reish, Dalit, Becharada, I say them with, with trepidation, Ubazeh, and with that, Yinotzel Min, Maka. What's Maka? The next three words. Sofetevos, Yancha Hashem, Biyom. The next three words. The last three letters, right? Chaf, Hey, Chaf, Mem, sorry. Maka, right? From a, from a hit, right? She, Chuf, Brachos, Matzilos me gehenum. That saying a hundred brachos every day and saying them with the proper charada, with the proper trepidation, is a skula. Everyone's always looking for a skula. Yeah? So I'm giving everybody a skula tonight. It's not my thing. I'm giving it to you. But this one is from Chazal. This one is from Chazal. And I don't mean this chida right here. This one is from Chazal. It's from David HaMelech established to say a hundred brachos every day. Right? And why did David HaMelech established to say a hundred brachos every day? There was my gefa. There was plague. And so David HaMelech gave us a skula. A skula to, to ward off troubles and difficulties. And what is that? Saying 100 brachos every day and saying them with a the proper kavana. And so the Chida writes that David HaMelech embedded in the beginning of this tefillah, You want to know a, a, a skula to having God answer you in troubling times? Say 100 brachos every day and say them with proper kavana. What does he mean proper kavana? He means uh, trepidation of God. I have the ability to praise God. Who am I? And I'm I'm praising God. It's amazing, God. Thank you so much for whatever it is. You're so amazing, God. If it's a brichos Shabbat, right? You're so amazing, God, that that you that you made you made all this. If we have that intent a hundred times every single day, right? Chida says David Melech says Chida says that David Melech says right that that's a that's like a a power booster, you know, to have your tefillas to have your tefillas answered. You find yourself beyond Sarah, make brachos. Make brachos with with charada, with with awe and with trepidation, and it's a it's a school for our tefillas to be to be answered. Chido, amazing, yeah, amazing, good. Now David Amalek says, "Here's what we got so far." I call out to God in my day of trouble. That the God will give me uh will give me will give me strength. He will send my Ezra from Kodesh. What does that mean? Look in the Radak. He'll send it. He'll send my help from the Beit HaMikdash, from Yerushalayim. If you look in the Malbim, that our salvation will come out of our merits. Our salvation will come out of our Torah study, our Torah study right here, our tefillah will give strength to our soldiers who are fighting on the front lines so that they should find Yeshua. Yishlach Ezra Mikodesh. You see it? Your your strength, your 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 Ezra will come Mikodesh from sanctity. Now, umitzion yisadeka. The Radak thinks that means the same thing. Mitzion yisadeka. Right? It means the same thing. That from our Kedusha, from Zion, from Yerushalayim, Will come our assistance. Will come our will come our help. Interestingly, the Malbim is very Malbim like to not think that it means the same thing. That it has to mean something different, right? Um, the, the Malbim writes what it means is that the, the Ezra and the Saad again. You see two words that that could be interchangeable. Um, and what is the difference? A Malbim writes that Ezra is the is the real help, the significant help. 
the sad is like your your assistant. Does that does that make sense? Right. The the, the help that you get like on the on the side. And and Malbin then writes something amazing. I don't know that I would have said this because I think in my mind I would have said it the other way around. But it's not how the Malbin says. The Malbin says that what does the real battle? Mikodesh. The real strength of our battle comes from the Kodesh. Yishlach Ezrecha Mikodesh. Umitzion, Malbim says, the troops that you dispatch to fight from Zion, they go out from Yushalayim to go fight, Yisadeka. They, they, will, they will play the supporting role. I would have said it the other way around. I would have said the troops are, are, are playing the main role. And, and we sitting here behind, right, learning and davening are playing the supporting role. That's how I would have said it. Malbim says it the other way. Malbim says, right, that the, that the people who are studying and learning and davening and that's that, that our connection to Kodesh Baruch Hu, that's the main, that's the main line, right? And then obviously we have to send troops. Obviously we have to send troops. That's a supporting role. And and I I, I would have said it the other way. And, and even after I read this Malbim, I'm still not sure how comfortable I am saying it that way. I don't know. It's still not the way I see it in my brain. But that's the way the Malbim says it. If you look at the Malbim's right there, I put it on the page. I didn't read every word, but it's right, it's right over there. Baruch Hu will remember all minchosecha. Rashi writes, what does that mean? What do you mean? What does it mean? It means the tefillah that I'm saying right now. We're sitting here and we're davening and we're learning, and God is not going to forget one word of tefillah. God is not going to forget one word of Torah that we said. Ibn Ezra says, no, 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 that's not what's going on. Ibn Ezra says, no, no, it's not the tefillah that I say the Sara. You know what God remembers? He remembers all of the korbanos and all of the tefillahs that I said. Going back, he's korkolmin chosecha, everything. Not just the tefillahs that I said to Esau right now, but all the tefillahs that I said. Now that I need them, God is bringing them forward now. You know, it's like we were talking about last night, that God can bank and save tefillahs. And so it could be that I've been davening for, I don't know what I've been davening for, for years and years and years. And a Kodesh Baruch hasn't given it to me. And now that I find myself Esau, Ibn Ezra says, oh, he's korkolmin chosecha. God is going to remember all of those tefillahs that I said, all of those tefillahs that I didn't, that I didn't, I thought were unanswered, or I thought God said no, or whatever I thought. God's going to was banking those tefillahs, and now yizkor komen Now in my time of trouble, God is going to remember all of my other tefillahs, being going to pay them back for us now. The olascha yadash and our and our olas. Again, more tefillahs, more korbanos. That we brought to Kaddish Barucho, Yedash Nasella. It means one of two things. Either it means it will make us, uh, Yedash Nasella, they'll make us like fat forever, right? Um, or that's what that's what Rashi thinks it means. Um, or, or it means, um, or it means um, that that our korbanos will always be accepted. Yedash Nasella, like Deshan, right? Like uh, like Ash, right? They'll always be accepted. They'll always be burned up. So God is going to remember all of The Malbim, he writes something so fascinating. The Malbim writes, you know what the, what Davin Amalek here is trying to point out? That, um, that, that um, tefillah ta'kadosh baruch Hu, or korbanos ta'kadosh baruch Hu, is not the same as giving gifts to people, giving gifts to maybe some you know world leader that you want to help you, right? The Malbim says he says when you give gifts to you know whoever and you know whoever it is you're giving gifts to, and then they come help you. They do. They they come help you. Let's just say right two percent power remaining. That's not good, right? They two percent six minutes. Let's see, right? You know they they get they get they you give them gifts. And they, uh, they, they, all right, one second. They give you gifts and, and they come to help you, right? But they keep the gift. Does that make sense? You don't get the gift back. You get help. That's good. Maybe it's worth it for you, right? You know, you take that trade, but you don't get the gift back. But, but Malbim says it's not how it works with the Kodesh Baruch Hu. It's not like you giving God prayer and korbanos. And then God says, okay, thank you for the prayer and the korbanos. Now I'm going to help you. No. Yiskor kol min chosecha. 
God gives you reward for the korban. Right, oh, amazing. We're back. That God will will give your enemies over to your to your hands. Um, all of your plans for war will will be successful. So, because you have to remember the beginning of the parak, right? We're we're singing tefillah for people who are going out to war. So, God will make you victorious. In war and all of your plans for war will work out, will work out well. Um, the Al Sheikh points out that the word kilvavecha, you it might sound familiar to us because we say it all the time, but that's not your normal conjugation of the word lave. How should the word go? Itain lacha kilibecha, right? Like your heart. What's kilvavecha? We know this from the Shema. Yeah? Bishnei yitzarcha, and So what the what the Al Sheikh over here writes is that. When when we come to Hakadosh Baruch Hu and Hakadosh Baruch Hu answers our tefillas beyond tzara, right? So Hakadosh Baruch Hu will answer our tefillas and be yimalei adunoi kol He'll fill up all of the heart's desires. Meaning, I might have some desires that are very good for me. I might have some desires that are not good for me. Yitain lecha kilavecha v'cholatzascha yimalei yimalei adunoi kol And all of my desires, God will fill it in. Meaning if I have a desire which is not really so full, right? God will fill it in. He'll help me out. He'll give me the stuff that's good for me and not necessarily all of the stuff that's not so good for me because I, I have shnei, you know, live of that. Okay, good. So that's what the Alshech writes. Right? And then after God answers us and after God gives us, you know what it is, thank you, that we uh, that we are looking for, 
This is very beautiful. And 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 I'll, I'll, this might be the last one we'll get to say tonight, but 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 it's worthwhile. Let's let yeah. What we have to do then is we have to sing God's praise. When God does answer our tefillas, we cannot forget that God answered our tefillas. Right? That's what the Gemara in Sanhedrin and Tzadik Dalit says about Chizkiyahu HaMelech. The Gemara says that Chizkiyahu HaMelech could have been the Moshiach. That's what the Gemara says. That, that Sancheir of Melech Ashur, right, Sargon II of Assyria and his attempted conquest of, uh, of Judea, right, uh, could have been the war of Gog and Magog, and Chizkiyahu could have been the Moshiach. But when God destroyed the armies of Sancheirev, Chizkiyah didn't sing praise. He didn't say thank you, or he didn't sing thank you, whatever it is. And as a result, God didn't make Chizkiyah the Mashiach. And we're still sitting here right now. That's Niranina Bishuasecha. David Amalek says, no, no, no. When God answers your prayers, Niranina Bishuasecha, we have to sing the thanks of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And we, we wave the flag, Nidgol, Degel. We wave the flag, and what goes on our flag? The name of God. Niranina Bishuasecha. I'm finishing, Yuri. Niranina Bishuasecha. What is that? What is the praise that we sing? Bishua Secha, not Bishua Seinu. We're not singing. You see that this is what the Alshech writes over here. The Alshech writes that that at the time of our salvation, there's actually two salvations that take place at the very same time. There's our salvation, and there is God's salvation because the Shritas Bigalusa, because God is with us in the exile. And so when God saves us, God saves Himself. And when we see that and we recognize that, what is the praise that we sing? Niranina Bishua Secha. We sing the praise of God. We are happy for the Kiddush Hashem that happens more than we are happy for our own salvation. That's a remarkable kind of construct. I'm not sure that I can even imagine it, even though I can say it. I'm not sure that I can imagine it. And as a result, B'Shem Eloheinu Nidgo, we start waving flags. But the flags that we wave are not the Degel Yisrael. The flags that we wave are the Degel Hashem. I also don't know what that looks like, right? But, uh, but or maybe the Degel Yisrael is the Degel Hashem, probably. Probably that's true what I just said. Yeah? But that we know, right? We call out on Kadosh Baruch will save us. Our enemies will fall. Kadosh Baruch should save us. Kadosh Baruch should answer us on the day that we call out to him. I'm sorry I didn't make it all the way through the paragraph to Helen, but I hope in most of the Helen that we got to learn, we were able to enhance our understanding and thereby enhance our recitation of this paragraph to Helen. And so let's say the Helen together. Let's say the tefillah and meetain. Kadosh Baruch should answer our tefillahs like he answered David HaMelech's tefillahs or like he answered the tefillahs of those said for David HaMelech or like the Ibn Ezra. That a Kaddish Baruch Hu should answer our tefillahs and bring us to the Gula Shlema, to the Mashiach Tzedkeinah. Lam Natsayach, Mizmor Lidavid, Ya'ancha Adonai B'yom Tzara, Yisaged Chashem, Elohei Yaakov, Yishlach Ezrecha Mikodesh, Mitzion, Yisadecha, Yizkor Kol Minchosecha, Yolasecha, Yedash Nasela, Yitain Lecha Kevavecha, Vecholatzasecha, Yimalek, Niran and Abishua Secha, Vishem Eloheinu Nidgo, Yimale Adonai, Komishalo Secha, Atoya Dati, Kyoshia Adonai Mishiko, Yaneo Mishmekocho, Bigvuros Yesha Yemino, Elevarechevi Elevasusim, Vanachnu Vishem Adonai Eloheinu Naskir, Hema Karubina Falo, Vanachnu Kamlubinisodad, Adonai Oshia, Hamelachianeno, Yom Kareno. Chenu kobe sisonu sunu batzerav shiv yom din bein bayom uvein bayavashon 
המקום ירחם עליהם ויוצאים מצרה לברכה מאפלה ליורם, שיפוט לגאולה, השתא בבל בזמן קריב, ונאמר אמן.